0: Save your seat now at growandemaiallist.com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 233. Now this show is a pretty vulnerable one, people. Like I want to preface this whole thing. And just say, I am so, so grateful for every ounce of success that has come my way. And that I am going to show up today super honest about how my life has changed a lot since I left the corporate world and started my own business back in 2012. Now, a lot of times I get asked about this, and I think it's worth devoting a full episode to that's honest and true about my personal experience of growing a large brand, Building a multi million dollar company and how it's changed things for me, specifically how it's affected relationships. So, buckle up, get ready to sprinkle some grace over everything I'm about to say, and know that I'm showing up to tackle something that I've been personally struggling with in hopes that it will help you to understand what success can look like sometimes behind the scenes. Before we dive on in, I want to share the review of today. It is from HRRO. JR. It's titled All Day, Every Day. Thank God Jenna has so many episodes because I've quite literally listened to her podcast all day, every day at work since discovering it. Her free tools and massive amount of knowledge that her and her guests have shared are just beyond anything you could ask for when it comes to topics on being an entrepreneur or business owner. Even if the topic doesn't specifically apply to my situation, I always end the podcast learning something new that does. Thank you so much, Jenna, for sharing your talents with the world. Hey, if you're tuning into today's show, I want you to know like I'm going out on a limb for you. And so would you take a screenshot, post it up to Instagram, tag me in it, cheer me on because this one is about to get real. Are you guys ready? Let's do this.
1: You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work.
0: I recently did a show about the difference between extroverts and introverts, and in case you missed episode number 225, I have to say it's a really good one, and I shared a lot about my introverted personality and how I wasn't always like that. Before I share about how my relationships have changed, I think it's fair to paint a picture of the Jenna from then to the Jenna of now, and then we can talk through all of the changes. Cool? So growing up, I was a total social butterfly. Like I was a kid that smiled at everyone, talked to anyone, made friends with any human who would give me the time of day. And I remember being a kindergartner and getting invited to sit with some of the third graders because I was this like outgoing and talkative blonde girl. I loved people and that followed me into high school and my college life. And i had always had many different groups of friends. I had work friends and sports friends and school friends and church friends. One year, I went to three different schools' proms because I was in different friend groups and I didn't just have one little social circle. Like when I think back to that, I was busy. I was so busy running around and having all of these friends. Now, looking back now, I think that some of the way that I was stemmed from insecurity. And it's something that I don't think I could have seen then or would have ever admitted to, but I loved being known. Like I loved being affirmed. I needed to know that I was wanted and desired. And while I had a ton of friends, I didn't really have a lot of depth within friendships. And all of that social floating around was honestly kind of exhausting. I've always had confidence, sure, but I also had this desire to just be affirmed and to know now what I know and looking back, I think I was kind of searching and trying to find my identity. And though I was probably just more of a social person and loved being out and about with people, I think that a lot of the changes that have happened have happened due to growth. Now, in being outgoing, there are some things that like I can't deny. I've never dreaded public speaking. I love being on stage. I love being in front of people. I've always loved working in groups, and I was always a leader. I was always a team player. I loved being a part of something bigger than myself. And there are so many aspects to me that scream extrovert. But within the last few years, I have definitely shifted in big ways. And I don't think that success is solely to blame. Now, a while back, I interviewed my mom on the podcast in episode number 186. It's one of my favorite shows. And one of the sad things that came about during that interview happened when I asked my mom how all of this, the podcast, the success, the business, how all of it had changed me. She basically called me a hermit, which is kind of funny because I call myself a hermit. But she also expressed concern over the fact that I don't really get out of the house much and I love being alone and I love what I do and I'm so content just being alone. And I think it's easy if you've known me, like really known me intimately to see the changes the most, but for the majority of the people, like you probably have no idea. What you know of me is what you've seen of me online. And if you haven't known me for the last like 10 years, you really wouldn't have a ruler to judge the change off of. Now, I honestly feel like a lot of things changed for me back in corporate America, not just in entrepreneurship. We lived in this tiny village. So when I first worked with Target, they placed me in a district and I got like the furthest outlying store that I had to work at. And so I lived in Madison, Wisconsin, but I was commuting about 50 to 60 minutes a day each way. And so about halfway through that year, I had a two-year contract at that store. Drew and I decided to move to this little village and it was only about 1,200-ish people and Drew and I were newlyweds. We were living together for the first time and I was suddenly working about 50 to 60 hours a week. We basically kind of transplanted ourselves to this place where we had no roots. Like we didn't know a soul. We were in this season of just being so excited to finally live together and be together that we didn't really pursue friendships. And unlike high school or college, we didn't have these built in networks by means of what major you chose or the dorm you lived in or sports you were active in. And so for me, making friends suddenly started to feel like online dating. Like, have you ever felt like that? It feels like a blind date. It's awkward. It takes a lot of effort. And you're never really sure what the other person is thinking or if this is actually worth it. I remember when we moved into our little condo, thinking about like who our neighbors were and stuff. And they were all like our parents' age. And we kind of just laughed because we're like, we're the youngest kids on the block. But at the same point, too, I look back and I was so excited for that season because I just felt like Drew and I could just invest in each other and like start our lives together and figure out what we wanted. But I do think that might have been the start of me pulling back from relationships in a big way. Now, when I worked in the corporate world for Target, I worked every other weekend. I was alternating days and nights, so I didn't really get out too much. And to be honest, at the end of a long day, all I wanted to do was to not be around people since I had spent an entire day leading a team. I absolutely loved my coworkers. I still think about my team members so often, and I loved being with them daily But that totally fulfilled and capped my quota of people for the day. We struggled to find a new community where we lived. We tried out a few churches. Nothing felt like the right fit. And it really wasn't until I joined a CrossFit gym that we made any friends at all. Like any friends. We had no friends. Now, I remember the first time my new CrossFit friends invited us to the local pub to play poker. And I remember telling Drew, it was like a random weeknight. And I'm like, babe, put some pants on. Someone invited us to do something. We have to go do it. And I don't even play poker. So I was just excited that somebody invited us to do something. Turned out that those friends became our closest friends over the years. And they made moving home to Minnesota really hard because... They had become our family. Like, we celebrated holidays and birthdays with them. They were with me when my business was still just this small town wedding photography business before everything blew up, all the growth happened. And they were with me through it all. And these are like some of my closest friends ever. And so, leaving them was so hard because, to be honest, I envisioned having kids and like having these friends close and just kind of doing it with them. And they really, really just, embraced us in a way that we didn't expect, which was such a blessing. Now, a lot of times people ask me, like, what has becoming successful cost you? And honestly, I love this question because it tells me that people realize that even the best things, good things come at a cost. And it's easy to see all of the big stuff, but to forget about that human life behind the accolades and the numbers and the Instagram feed. And so before I answer this question, I want to ask you a question because I think it's really important to address this first together is, are you afraid of success? Like I was recently at a conference, I was a keynote speaker. I was in a room of hundreds of women and I asked the question here, Who is afraid of actually making it, of becoming someone, of finding success? And I think a lot of times we believe that our fears is that we're afraid that we'll never be successful. But the truth is we are way more afraid of becoming someone. Because we know at the end of the day, when we become someone, we open ourselves up to criticism. We open ourselves up to judgment. We open ourselves up to be ridiculed and seen. We open ourselves up to become a bigger failure, not just a bigger success. And to be honest, I wasn't shocked when almost half of the room hands went up as these women admitted this struggle of wanting success, but ultimately fearing it. Like, can you relate to this? I think if we're honest, a lot of us feel that way. Like, what would happen if I really did make it? Could I handle all the things that would come with it? Am I ready to sacrifice things just to be successful? And to be honest, I think the fear of becoming a success can be as strong as the fear of being a failure. And so back to the question, my favorite, one of them, what has becoming successful cost me? Well, it's honestly cost me personally a lot. And if I'm being super frank, I've been doing a ton of inner work to figure out how I got to where I am today and how I can make sure that it's always worth it. This morning, Drew and I woke up together and we were just laying in bed together talking. And I said, honestly, do you realize how lucky we are? do you realize that I would not trade places with any person I know? And we sat there and we thought about some of the most successful people we knew. And I said, I wouldn't trade places with any of them. Like they don't have balance or they're on the road all the time or they're hustling day and night. Like we have this ability to spend weekends at home in our sweatpants and we have the accessibility to reach people with meaningful messages. Like I would not change anything. I am so so thankful. And so I don't want this episode to get twisted. I don't want you to think, oh my gosh, woe is Jenna. She has all this success in here. She is complaining because that's not what this show is about. But I do want to paint a picture because I think it is so important that you realize that those mentors that you're looking up with, that girl with a half a million followers, that that person who's doing million dollar launches, that that person is a person. And that whatever their success looks like, it's likely cost them something. Now, I went from being a highly extroverted person who loved to be out and seen and known to someone who struggles to want to leave the house. This is the truth. I've become a person who has a really hard time trusting people because so much is asked of myself daily. I am now a woman who has very few friends by choice, and I would way rather stay in than go out. Truth be told, I have turned very inward and have built up a lot of walls to protect me, to protect my heart, and to protect my business over the years. One of my mastermind girls said to me the other day, You have the best boundaries out of anyone I have ever met. And I smiled because I used to have no boundaries. Like I was the highly accessible one. I was the yes girl. I was the girl that never said no because I was a people pleaser at my core. But in time, I learned that if I'm pleasing everyone else, I'm likely not pleasing myself. And all of those yeses were adding up to equal no's in my life for the things that really mattered most to me. For every yes I was saying to being on the road, for every yes I was saying to shooting weddings, for every yes I was saying to committing to be interviewed for something else, it was a no for something that I probably cared about more. Boundaries, like I have got them. (laughs) I've got them big time. Like I do not give out my phone number or address and I don't post things in real time to protect my location. And I schedule my time so that at the end of the day or the week, I'm not totally drained. And I've learned that I've this certain amount of energy every single day. And it's up to me to choose where I'm going to allow it to be spent. Do I really want to change the world? Yes, I do. And if that is absolutely true for me, then I have to create boundaries that protect the carrying out of that mission and that mission alone which for me looks like really making sure that what and who I'm letting into my life helps support my bigger goals. Goal diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So let's dive into some of the relationships and how they've changed. And guess what? It's not all bad. Like I promise you this. So let's start talking about my relationship with Drew because a lot of people don't understand or don't realize that when Drew married me, I was a girl who had this corporate dream. Like I saw this future where I would work this corporate job with this corporate office and I would keep climbing that corporate ladder and I always knew I wanted to work. Like I told them early on, like, I want to have kids someday and I want my husband to stay home and I want to get home and kick off my high heels and have dinner ready. And like, I want to work, but I want to do it all. I want to have it all. But you guys don't realize that Drew married that girl and the girl that's sitting here recording this is so absolutely different. And yet what I think is so incredible about the growth that we've both experienced, not just myself, is that we've really come closer together, like closer than I ever thought. I know when people talk about marriage like this, you kind of roll your eyes because you're like, is it really as good as they say it is? But when I think about where we're at, I don't think I would trade anything. Like we get to work from home together We get to wake up and go to the gym and walk the dogs and eat lunch, and we get to travel the world together, and we get to rest together, and we get to celebrate together, and we get to work through the hard stuff together. And I just think that what is so amazing about marriage and the opportunity that marriage presents is that we are absolutely different people than we were when we stood at the altar seven years ago. but. We have 100% grown into ourselves while also growing into each other. And I don't think that that's common. I don't think that happens all the time. I've seen so many couples that I know and love grow apart. But as I've gotten more confident and as I've gotten more secure and as I've gotten more excited about the roles I'm in, Drew sees that and who would he be to shut that down? The girl that he married was uncertain. I lacked confidence. I wanted to be affirmed. And and it's so cool to be able to grow with a human like that. We've known each other for 12 years, and a lot of life has happened in them. The other day I was traveling, I had an airy shoot, and I was in Pittsburgh and I YouTubed myself, which I don't know why I did that. And I found this video that I had made Drew on our first wedding anniversary. And it was just so cute. I was just sitting in front of a camera, like telling him how much I loved him. And I sent him the video. I was like, oh my gosh, you need to watch this. This is hilarious. And I knew with absolute certainty that like, I loved him more today than I did then. And I didn't think that was possible. And so One of the things that I think has just been awesome about my relationship with Drew is like, we really do just love doing things together. We don't need to be with other people. We don't need to be out and about. Like my dream night is like ordering sushi takeout and watching Homeland on the couch with him and snuggling with our dogs. And I can't even imagine what it's going to be like when we throw the baby into the mix. But I do think that as this life has grown and this business has grown, we've grown together. And so this is like a huge win. And I think now we are just like so fortunate. We're so thankful that this business supports this life that supports rest and being present. And so that's a really big win. Let's dive into my relationship with my family. Now, I don't think a ton has changed with my family. Like they have been with me since the very beginning. Like the days when I was like, hey, mom and dad, I'm going to quit my corporate job because I got a $300 Craigslist camera. Cool. Okay. Got it. Uh, That didn't really actually happen like that. But, you know, I have become more introverted over time and I've prioritized my relationships. And that is one of the biggest reasons why we moved home was to be closer to family My family is super close, like the kind of family that annoyingly group texts almost daily. And while people might have been skeptical about my decision to become an entrepreneur, looking at you, mom and dad, my family has had this like front row seat to watch this business really grow. And even if my dad doesn't really understand exactly what I do for a living, bless him, they have been so supportive, like every step of the way. And I think it's really cool because they've gotten to see... The different seasons of entrepreneurship for me, like the different seasons of hustle and the seasons of burnout and the seasons of growth. And, you know, they've really been invested and gotten to see and know not just what's online, but like what's actually happening in our lives. And both my mom and my sister have worked in my business. So they've gotten to see that big picture, like the goal, the impact that's happening, the dreams of mine. And I think all this has actually made me so much closer to my family. Because I realize that they will be with me no matter what. And at the end of the day, I would choose them over anyone else. And you might notice that I don't post or tag a lot of photos of my family. But as my audience has grown and as it continues to grow so quickly, I learned really quickly that it's my responsibility to protect the people that I love. And while I opted in for this life, others didn't. And so my feed transitioned in a really big way. It is 95% me. And of course, Drew's in there. And I try not to rope others in, especially my family, because I don't want them to be in the madness. Like when we go out to dinner with my family or when we're with my family, like I am not on my phone. I am not Instagram storying. I am not taking pictures. I just want to be present with them. And so I mean, I want to protect the people I love the most and that's not coming from a place of like, I don't want to share them with you. Like my mom and sister have been on the podcast, like all of that. But it's also like I made this choice, like my parents didn't make this choice, like no one else made this choice but me. And so I have to like protect the people that I love the most. I mean, you guys, someone tracked down my parents' address online before they moved and sent a gift for me to their home. Like my parents have gotten chased down in an airport by somebody who is a fan of mine. And so things like that, it just like kind of makes me take a step back and I want to protect them because they had no say in this. Like their story did not have this written in it. And so I chose this, I chose this life. And so protecting them is like, honestly, probably my number one thing. And I remember when we went viral one of the first things I thought about, because my mom shared the post that was up on Yahoo, which was like the first main outlet to pick it up, was all of a sudden these nasty comments were rolling in. And all I could think of was like my mom's friends reading those comments and like seeing those things that were being said about me and my husband that weren't true. And it like broke my heart. And I just remember like calling my mom and being like, is dad okay? Is everyone okay? Like I'm so sorry this happened. I didn't know this was going to happen. And it was all good. Like it was a very positive thing in the long run. But at the time it was like, oh my gosh, like here we are on like national news stories. And I just worried about like my parents and their simple life and like impacting that. Like it's a weight. It's a total weight. And it's a responsibility. So let's talk about relationships with my past friends. So this one is like a 50-50 toss-up. When I look at the people who knew me before everything, it can totally go one of two ways. People either claim that they were my best friends and maybe we only had ever spoken once or twice before, or like my true friends' relationships have only gotten deeper. Like I'm still really close to three of my college roommates Those girls have been with me since 2006 and we have walked a lot of life together. Like those are the friendships that I wouldn't trade for the world. Like we've walked through dating and marriages, miscarriages, babies, and so much more together. And even though we don't live by each other, like these are my ride or die friends. And I talk to them almost daily. Like it's pretty incredible when I look at like we've been friends for so long but i wouldn't trade those women for the world and i have friends like that in little pockets from different retreats i've been at or different industries i'm in or my gymnastics friends from growing up like there are so many little pockets of friends like that that have been with me and known me forever and know that i haven't changed and all of that but i also get this kick out of people from like high school or who knew me when i was younger claiming things about me because that happens a lot and i think it's hilarious like I recently ran into an old college teammate who was on the swim team with me who was four years older than me and his wife was a big fan of mine and he acted like we were like best friends when really he was a senior and I was a measly freshman and he probably didn't even know my name when I was on the team. And, you know, it's just funny because I don't like I just don't I don't get it. Like When people want to know about me, people in my mastermind were saying they would get so many DMs from people that they didn't know that would just say, what is Jenna really like in real life? And you guys, this is what I'm like. The way that I show up is exactly how I am. And I just think it's so weird and funny that people even care or wonder that. Like I've had people track down my hairdresser and ask her, what is Jenna really like after I get my haircut? Or I have people that stalk my friends and ask them if I'm the same person that I am online. I've also had people stalk my friends and ask for my address, which freaks me out. But I've become very careful with how I share anyone else in my feed. Like that is something that I've just become really careful about because I know that that happens. My team often jokes that we need to have like a secret password for people that actually know me personally, because the type of brand that I've built and how personal it is and how much I share and how vulnerable I am, people often feel like they know me when they don't know me beyond their screen or their earbuds. And so it's nearly impossible to decipher if someone is truly my best friend, if they're a devoted follower or a total stranger. Like it can be super hard for my team to figure out how to respond to every email and request and inquiry in a way that is personal, but still protective. I know of times where close friends of mine get a generic autoresponder or an email template. And I also know when total strangers convince my team that they really know me well and that I need to see their email. And so, Maybe 2019 will be a year that I implement a secret password, but it's definitely added a new layer of our communication because of the sheer volume of emails and DMs we get every day. And let me tell you guys, like, I do my best to like respond to comments and to look at DMs and and to really connect with you because I care. Like I care about you and I care about how my story mixes with yours or teaches you things or how you have something that is in common with me. But it also is really hard because of the brand that I've built where we share really vulnerable things that, you know, if I run into someone, let's say in Hawaii on a beach and they start telling me about their miscarriages, like it is really hard for me to meet a stranger in a place like that when I genuinely want to, but I'm not in the right headspace for it. And so I think that as a really, really strong empath, like, I am one of the most empathetic people ever, like I actually struggle with that. It puts this like weight on me to show up in a way that fulfills what people think of me. And I know that that's not my responsibility because I know that I'm just being true to myself. But at the same point, I want people to experience me in a way that they imagine they would. And so... It's hard because having such a personal brand brings on such personal conversations. Like reading my DMs, it's just crazy because people are just sharing their like most vulnerable secrets with me. And if I had all the hours in the day, I still couldn't get through those messages in the way that I want to. And so it breaks my heart because it's like, I see you and I hear you and I want to keep creating for you, but if I spend all day in these private DMs, I'm never going to create the content like this that can actually reach the masses. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now let's talk about creating new relationships because I think this is the hardest part. One of the most beautiful things that success has brought me is the ability to connect with other successful women on a totally new level. Like this podcast right here, it gives me this opportunity to interview some of the most powerful, successful, impactful women on planet earth. And for that, I am so Thankful. Like, I recognize that without my own journey, I wouldn't have likely been given the opportunity to connect with these women, like the guests that we've had on this show. But I've also created some of the deepest relationships with people that I've met on the internet, some of which I still haven't even met in real life. Like, isn't that crazy? When I look at the people that I talk to on an average day, A lot of them are friends from the internet that live hundreds of miles away. And one of the hard things about what I do is that no one in our town or even the nearest city fully understands my business, like what I do, the scope of my work. And it can become so isolating being in an industry that can feel like an island and not like a Hawaii island, like an alone, desolate island. And so I found that sometimes the best friendships that I can forge are with people who get it. Like since I work from home, my entire team is remote. I don't get a lot of face to face with people in the industry And so things like text messages and voice texts and even sliding into one another's DMs has been a huge blessing to me. Just to feel like I'm in contact with other women who are chasing their big dreams, who tackle their obstacles, face the critics, manage teams, like that has been a huge bonus. And whenever people knock social media, I'm like, guys, like this is giving us direct access to people we would have never been able to reach before. And when you can actually forge real relationships that come out of support, that come out of giving, that come out of a place of what can I do for you and not what you can do for me. Man, I want to thank Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook and Instagram for creating a space where I can connect with other women who I feel understand me. It's been a huge bonus. Now on the adverse side, creating new relationships has been so hard for me. I was sitting in the makeup chair at my Aries shoot talking to the amazing makeup artist that I love. I love seeing her and she was just kind of talking about like how all of this has just panned out and what it looks like and I said, "You know, I've just been really struggling. Like I've really been struggling. I think we moved in April. I found out I was pregnant the day after we moved and then I got really sick for a few months. Like I was so sick. So, our first few months of living in this home We didn't really get out much. We didn't really see anyone. We didn't enjoy the city. Like I was stuck in bed. And so I feel like we kind of kicked off this new chapter of our journey in this way of like, we're just going to be homebodies. And we, again, haven't created any real ties. And I think a lot of that has to do with me and where I'm just at in my life. When I was first pregnant I was so anxious about losing this baby and I think that I had to really protect myself and my heart and what I was allowing into my life and my heart and my mind so that I could just stay in a headspace that was positive. But I was telling the makeup artist, I like, I wish everyone could just scroll through my DMs just for a few minutes to see what I get sent daily. I think I get about 500 DMs a day and I get so many amazing messages, like messages that light me up and like make me so excited to just show up online. Messages of like people saying I changed your life. Like, how insane! How insane is that? Like, those messages give me goosebumps every single time. But I also want to share some of the requests I get just so that you can see how potentially exhausting it is because. Between all those beautiful, inspirational ones come a lot of other things. And being a highly empathetic person who has this true heart for like helping and serving the world, oh, it makes it really hard. So I pulled open my feed and all of these showed up in the first 10 to 20 messages, just to give you an idea of what shows up in my world if I let it. Jenna, how do you get so many followers without paying? Hi, Jenna. This is a long shot, but I'd love to send you X, Y, Z. No strings attached. Spoiler alert. Nine out of 10 things, there are strings attached. Okay. (laughs) I don't respond to those. Hi, Jenna. I'm creating an app. I have a favor to ask. Could you share my page and my story? Much love to you if you do. Would love to be on your podcast too. Jenna, I am impressed with your site and your story. Please follow my page. Do you need a change in your life? Let me know if you'd like to learn more about XYZ and if you want samples. We only have one life, so let's make the most of it. Jenna, I noticed your skin is super spotty. I sell skincare that has proven to clear that up and fix it and I'd love to sell it to you and you can share it with your followers. Hi, I wanna become a photographer. What kind of camera should I buy? Where should I start? I wanna build a successful business and I need your help. Okay. So that's just like a handful of what comes in every day. And it's so hard because I love reading those positive messages. But when I see so many messages like this, it kind of just paralyzes me because one, I genuinely want to help these people. But two, if people could take five minutes to Google, they would learn more about me. They would see the hundreds of episodes I've created, the hundreds of freebies I have, the different masterclasses and courses that I teach, all of the blog posts that I've created over the last seven years. If people could just take a second to Google or to search or to to actually do their diligence, it would change a lot, wouldn't it? Like it could change a lot. And so Of course, there are those really sweet, encouraging messages sprinkled in. But I want you to see that just in my top messages and DMs, the amount of requests and hidden agendas that I have to get through to see the true and sweet and sincere messages. And this also pains the heck out of me because of that mass amount of content that I share for free. And the fact that I know if the majority of these people just took a little time to go through my blog, my podcast, my feed, they would get the answers that they are looking for but it also breaks my heart because I really do want to help. I want to respond. I want to point people in the right direction. But if I spent all of my time doing that, it would take away from the time that it takes to make these resources that I create that can reach you in the masses. So one of the biggest changes I've had to make is to really center myself on one mission, get good, free education to the masses. And then I have to measure everything up to that goal. Does spending hours in my DMs get me closer to that? No, I'll be honest, but I've had to create this huge system just to protect my heart from all of the demands because it's exhausting. It really is. But let's talk about friendships beyond news feeds because those can be really hard too. I think one of the biggest shocks was when we kind of spontaneously decided to move home. It wasn't really in our five-year plan or even our annual plan. And so when we decided in January that we were going to move in April, I had to not only prepare to say goodbye to those friends that I'd made for the last six years of being in small town Wisconsin, but to also understand that we were about to start fresh again. And while we were moving back to the area of my hometown, I really hadn't kept in touch with many people. I had zero like built-in friends awaiting my arrival. And that coupled with the fact that we went viral the week before we moved. We were on the local news here. I was newly pregnant and about to get terrible morning sickness. Like I was in for this rude awakening when it came to making friends. It sometimes makes you feel like you're at a deficit when you meet someone who already knows who you are and they feel like they know you, but you don't feel like you know anything about them. And it's also hard to know who genuinely wants to be a true friend to you or who just wants access to you for some reason or another. And I often struggle with wanting to make sure that I'm living up to what these people believe of me at the expense of just feeling free to be my weird and goofy self. Like I worry that people have an idea of me and that my time with them is spent wondering what they expect from me and then trying to be that. And so at the end of the day, it's way more draining than just staying home and like being withdrew. And I know this is all like weird and complex and you might be judging me for all of the things that I'm saying, but at the end of the day, I think an important question that usually follows a conversation like this is, would I do it all over again if I knew that it would end like this? And the answer is always yes. I believe that my platform and my business has touched hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives. And that because of who I am and what I've chosen, I have been able to inspire and educate so many others and have paved a way for those that I'm trying to reach. Sure, there are some major downfalls. Sure, it's not always easy. Sure, some days I wish no one knew who I was and I could just blend into the background. But at the same point, when I meet someone, when I sit face to face with someone and they tell me that I've changed their life, it is worth it. Just looking into one person's eyes, knowing that I played a tiny part in their big picture, it still takes my breath away. And so what if it's hard for me to trust people and hard for me to make new friends? Like I'm pretty content with this simple little life that is just me and my husband and my baby and my family and a few friendships that have been with me for over a decade. And I honestly like it that way. Like I wouldn't change it, but I do want you to know what this all can mean. And it's a decision only you can make if you're wondering like, would this be worth it to me? I know it is so easy to look at all of the things that we have in our life. We have a beautiful home. We have a Hawaii condo. We have freedom. We have finances. Like we have so much to be thankful for. And I know it looks beautiful and shiny on Instagram, but I do want you to know what comes with it. I have changed a lot on this journey, but I think those changes have helped me to change the world. Like, I think that they've protected my heart in hard seasons. They've equipped me to run a giant business. They allow me to change lives. It has absolutely been worth it, without a doubt. And I hope that opening up in a more vulnerable way has just given you a little peek into behind the scenes why I am a person with big boundaries and an even bigger heart. Now, I'd love to hear from you guys. Like, do you have questions? Do you want to share something that maybe surprised you about today's show? Do you want to connect? Like hop on over to gold digger podcast on Instagram. I want to know what you think because this show is an interesting one, right? It's vulnerable. I'm being honest with where I'm at and I am so excited to embark on this new stage of life and just to see what it brings. And I want to be open to relationships and I want to trust people better. And so much of what's going on is this inner work, but I have to let you into those behind the scenes. Thank you so much for supporting this show, for tuning in, for supporting my mission of changing the world. You hitting play today is getting me one step closer to what I dream of most. If this show could help someone else, would you share it? Seriously, just send a link, send a text, send a DM, whatever that looks like. But I sincerely hope that it helped inspire you and encourage you wherever you are at today. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And remember, I wouldn't change a thing for the world.
1: Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast.